Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Real Talk, a movie podcast. We are your go-to source for ratings and recommendations of past and present films. I am your host, Wes Jones, podcasting from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Hey, this is Tommy, podcasting straight from Nashville, Tennessee. The movie buddy Conway, podcasting from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Hey, Real Talk listeners, it's time to review the new. That's right. Our episodes reviewing the new are all about giving you reviews of brand new films to help you decide, is this something I need to head out to the theater to see? Should I just wait to stream it or should I just completely avoid it altogether? And now that Real Talk is a part of the Music City Film Critics Association, which we are very proud to be a part of. We're going to be bringing these episodes to you a little bit more frequently. And listeners, just so you know, you can follow the Music City Film Critics Association on Twitter. That's at MCFCA615, which is, of course, the area code down there in Nashville, Tennessee. So, of course, I've got my co-hosts with me. We've got Gabe, the movie buddy Conway, and T-Man Gentleman. How's it going this evening? I'm doing great, Wes. feel like we've talked to some really big directors lately. We've had a lot of action on our show. I'm just, ha- you know, we've had so many big names on. I'm happy just with these little names, Wes Jones and Tommy Wood. <laughs> uh, very little names. They don't even blip on the radar, actually. Good to, good to be back here doing a reviewing the new episode. We haven't done one in a while. There's been a lot of good movies that have come out recently. You know, this year has not been one of the best years by any measure, but I do feel like we've finally gotten some good movies. So excited to talk through those and excited to be part of the Nashville uh, Critics uh, Association. <laughs> no, the what? Music City. City. Oh, okay, okay. I'll get it right <laughs> next time. I promise. I promise, guys. Well, I'm glad you guys have seen some good movies. I, on the other hand, have not, but that's okay, because I think Gabe has seen a good movie here recently, so we're going to kick it over to him. All right, guys. Uh, I've decided <clears throat> I have seen two good movies, Wes. Thanks for thanks for inquiring. And the one that I saw most recently, I really wanted to talk about, because I have a hot take on it. And our friend Zach Simpson, our resident Saw expert, he was real famous on a fantasy football podcast that we used to do for giving hot takes. And so I'm going to do a hot take tonight on Free Guy. But first, I want to talk a little bit about the movie. Are you and Wes familiar with what an NPC is? Because you guys aren't into video game lingo. Yeah, I know enough about it where it's like a non-playable character. Yes! I'm so proud of you, Tommy. I was really counting well, on the fact. I Go read ahead. the review. That's it, really. That's how I know. <laughs> I mean, I know enough about the movie. <laughs> I'll just admit, I don't I don't know. I didn't even know what that was. So All right. I'm edumacated. Oh, well, good. So I wanted to edumacate you guys a little bit. because So an NPC, basically, think of Grand Theft Auto. Think of the random people just like running around in a shop or whatever it is. Well, what happens when one of those NPCs becomes self-aware? And so that's what Free Guy is all about. It's It's this guy who's just one of those guys, but he, he thinks his world is real and he thinks it's like the only world and he starts to become self-aware. And I didn't think this movie could be good. Honestly, the title was a title that's very forgettable for me. In fact, when I was in the movie theater, I forgot what I was going to see and I had to look around for a poster because the title like was so unmemorable and didn't like click with anything with the movie. So I had to like look and find free guy was the title, but 
when I went and watched it, I got to tell you guys, here's my hot take. I think it's quickly going to become one of those cult movies. I don't know if it'll become on the level of like Scott Pilgrim versus the world, but here's, here's my call. And I'm predicting this now. When it gets out of the theaters, this will be one of the most downloaded and most sought after streaming movies because of exactly what we talked about in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Um, it has a lot of video game nuggets, a ton of video game nuggets. So if you're not a video game fan, might not be for you. But I think those people will flock to it like they did Scott Pilgrim. I don't know if it will hit to that capacity. I like it just a little bit less. It could have been a little bit shorter. The ending could have, like, they could have had the ending one scene sooner. And you may see what I, so I don't want to spoil anything with that. But Ryan Reynolds and the girl in this, who's not in much, I forget what her name is. Her name is Jodie Comer. She's not in a ton, but they have some amazing chemistry. I, I really like their their uh, their roles. And I also like Buddy's role, played by Lil Rel Howery. And I like uh, the, the other main character, who's played by the guy from Stranger Things, Joe Keery. It's just a fun, good movie. It's not spectacular, but it's one of those interesting movies where it's got an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, but the fans have given it like a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, and there's been a ton of reviews for it. So here's my recommendation. If you like video games, you have to see this one. You're going to absolutely, if you like Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, you're going to like this movie. I don't think you'll like it as much as Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I think you'll like it about the same amount as Ready Player One. But new cult classic in the making, Ready Player or Ready Player One, <laughs> uh, Free Guy. As far as rating for Free Guy, I'm gonna have to come in at a 8.5 out of 10. But on the buddy meter, Ooh. I'm gonna give it a 9.5 out of 10. Wow! I freaking love everything about this movie personally. So that's my rating for Free Guy. Go check it out. Awesome. I um, gotten to know the movie theater manager a little bit here in, here in Bowling Green. And when I went in there the other day to see one of the movies I'm going to be covering, he recommended this. He said, man, I, I really liked it. It was it was funny. It was good. It was I think you need to check it out. So that's two people now in a row that said, check this movie out. So I definitely will. Definitely on my list to go see. I feel like it's going to hit all the things I like with a blockbuster. So I'm definitely going to check it out soon. Well, that was your review for Free Guy, and I'm going to take you into my first review of the night. And my old buddy, my old buddy, Mr. M. Night Shyamalan, has a brand new film out. It's called Old. You have the good version and the bad version of M. Night. When he's good, he's really good. He's made some excellent films. I think he's a good storyteller. I think he's a good director. He's not a good actor, and he's not always a good writer. There is something that happens with his films that 10 to 15 minutes in, you just get this feeling. I've never been like this with any other director. I don't. It's exclusive to M. Night. But 10 or 15 minutes into the movie, you can already tell whether his film is going to be a good M. Night Shyamalan film or a bad. The bad films have the most bizarre strange feeling to them. And I've tried to think, audience, how can I explain this so you can understand what I'm talking about? And I just don't know how. It's it's literally like an alien wrote the screenplay and then humans are trying to decipher it and put it to film. I That may not even make sense, but that's because it doesn't make sense how the movie makes me feel. 
unfortunately with old, I started getting those bizarre, those those vibes really quick with it. And I just got this sinking feeling like, crap, this is not going to be one of the good M. Night movies. I will say of the movies that I consider bad, this would be, which is half of his filmography, honestly, this is his best bad film. I like the concept of old. I like some of the acting. I did not care for the ending. I thought it was just a little goofy how it all it all plays out. I did not like at all the bizarre, choppy screenplay that's there and the kind of the weird artistic choices that he makes throughout the film. I have a little advice from from M. Night, and he should definitely take it, right? You know, we run a, a podcast yeah. <clears throat> out of our living rooms. I mean, we're talking he listens. to— He listens. He listens. So M. Night, buddy. Pitch your ideas next time to a really good screenwriter. Let them write it, and then you shoot it. And I promise you're going to be successful because you're a good director. So old, I'm not going to get into like the mythologies and stuff like that because it's like it's not really deep. It's just kind of supposed to be a deep film, and on the surface, it's just not. It's just a little, little silly. And I'm going to come in at a 5 out of 10, and I'm going to say don't go see it in theater. If you like M. Night Shyamalan, maybe give it a stream. Was disappointed with this one, which means I think his next one should be pretty good. Anybody else seen Old or have anything to to say on my comments? Yeah, I've seen Old in the theater, and I completely— you, this is rare, Wes, but I completely agree with you. I, I would I was going to give it a five out of ten if I was reviewing it tonight. The one thing, the redeeming characteristic for it, the, I guess the only little thing I disagree with you on it, I do kind of like the end, and I I won't spoil it, but I like the way that what it makes you think about. So I can't get into that. But the other thing that I really like about it is the individual characters. I like some of the characters in it. I think they're pretty. I think some of the actors and actresses are really good in their roles. Well, guys, real quick, I just got to say something about just life. I think really there's not many things in life I get more enjoyment out of or or like to hear more about <laughs> than an M. Night Shyamalan disaster. And I went and saw Old. I don't think anybody on here knows I went and saw it. No, I did not know that. I went and saw it because I was waiting back to see, you know, I want to let it percolate in my mind and wanted to kind of talk about it on this episode. How did it and percolate? It's it's as bad as I expected it to be and actually uh-huh. much worse. <laughs> and, you know, guys, it's time that M. Night just needs to realize maybe he just needs to hang it up because after the disaster that was Glass and after this shameful movie that he put out, I don't know what he can do that can resurrect his career in my eyes. I mean, I'm kind of halfway joking audience here. Um, you know, we've kind of had an ongoing running joke about M night, how I don't think he's very good. And some, some of our friends thinks he is really good, but I've always given him credit when I think he's done a good job. I'll say it, say it, but I do not think old is good at all. What it did remind me of, I kind of laughed and gave you'll appreciate this is it reminded me of a really bad episode of lost. That's yeah. just what I thought it was. I was like, is this Lost? I'm watching Lost now at this point, but in a bad episode, because I love yeah. Lost. I love, so yeah, when they were climbing up the cliff and stuff, I was like, yeah, this is really <laughs> this is Lost. They're yeah. on a beach most of the time. It's a Lost vibe to it. So anyway, um, I just had to put my two cents in there, and um, I'm not surprised that this is how it turned out. Yeah, and one last tip for M. Night, since he does listen. Stop putting the whole movie in your trailers. I know you; these marketing people are doing it, 
but this movie could have been better if I didn't know the whole plot of the movie from the trailer before I went and saw it. Well, there's one issue, Gabe, that you're forgetting. M. Night directed it. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think it could have been better at this point. But anyway. Well, I will say that that I did like the concept of what happens to people when they're in like this remote area. It's like this area that that it happened. I liked all that, but I just didn't like how it, it just it, the we just this weird feeling the whole way. It just doesn't. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I was disappointed. So that's my review of old. And now we're going to head over to T-Man and see what he's brought for us tonight. So thanks, Wes. So, yeah, the movie that I saw recently that I want to talk about briefly is The Green Knight. So this is the A24 film that was delayed a year and just recently came out that is based off of the 14th century Middle English chivalric romance. If that doesn't get you excited for this movie, I don't know what will. Uh, it is called <laughs> Sir Gaylord and the Green Knight. And this is really one of the the best movies I've seen in a long time. I'll be completely honest with you. I had pretty high hopes for it going in because I loved the trailer. If anybody's seen the movie's trailer, it's really cool. It's very A24. Of course, if you know A24, they do all these kind of edgy, independent films, including The Witch and The Lighthouse and a lot of others. They're kind of like the the best indie uh, you know, film producer out there. And when I saw it, it, it honestly lived up to my expectations because it's kind of doing a couple of different things at once. It's very modern in how it's telling the story, but it's very old school also that is bringing all these fantasy elements into it. And it's just so well executed. It's hard for me to describe how well executed it is. I'm not a huge budget, but it looks a lot bigger than it is. Of course, it has all sorts of different themes, and I love a movie with themes that I can kind of think about and really play around in my head afterwards. And this movie has all of that and more, especially towards the end, which the last 30 minutes in my mind really seals how great this movie is. And I don't want to give anything away, but that really kind of made me love this movie much more. A couple of things I will say that maybe some people might not enjoy as much is it is episodic. So it's kind of like an adventure tale where Sarser Gawain is basically, for those that don't know the plot, He's basically um, in a kind of game duel with this green knight who he cuts off his head, not a spoiler, it's in the trailer. And he says, a year from now, you have to find me and I'll also give you a blow to the head, whether that whether that means, you know, cutting off his head or what. And so he then has to go on an adventure to find the green knight. And he gets all into these little episodic adventures. And, you know, you learn things. Each one of them kind of has a theme and a moral and then it kind of finds its resolution at the Green Knight. And so once again, just a really well-executed movie, great direction, great lead performance by Dev Patel, who I just find such a good actor now. I'm a really big fan of his. If you like challenging films that make you think, that have some you know great action, great direction, great music, everything, um, I think you'll really enjoy this movie. It's not a mainstream movie per se, but if you want something offbeat and that's really cool, definitely check it out. I don't know if you guys have seen that or want to see that. Any thoughts on The Green Knight? 
Yeah, I definitely want to go see the film. I didn't know what the heck it was at first, but the more I've heard about it and the more that people have talked about it, I'm like, yeah, this is kind of exciting. I need to I need to check this out. And then T-Man, our old buddy Derek Schroll, who I've been talking with recently from our hometown, he uh, he saw it and he, he just uh, sent me a Facebook message and he said, man, he's like, that movie is awesome. You have to go see it. I think you're really going to like it. So uh, definitely going to check this one out. Nice. I've got to say, T-Man, I've never heard one of these reviewing the new reviews that I'm just like, I've got to go see that. But everything you said screamed, I've got, where can I see it? Like, I haven't heard of this movie. I don't well, know if I've been living the rock. Yeah, it, it's, it should be still out. I mean, it, it did, it's done well at the movie theater. I think it's one of these shortened releases where it's also now on VOD, whether maybe you can buy it for like I'll 20 buy it bucks. On VOD. So. I mean, that so plot your... completely sold me. I don't, I, it's not at Regal cause I just went. So gotcha. like, if it's not, if it's not at your theater that, you know, it's one of those movies that may not be around a long time. If it's not there, definitely, uh, you know, rent it through PVOD for sure. But well, I, yeah. I, like I said, if you love film and love interesting, unique films, yep, so you'll really enjoy this movie. And it's, it's cool. It's fantasy. It's like nights. It's King Arthur. King Arthur's in it. The round table. It's got it all. Merlin. It's got a lot of cool stuff. You know me. You've sold me on completely just that plot yeah i think you'll like it a lot so definitely uh next time we uh, have this uh let me know what you think i will that was the green knight and before we bring you the last two reviews of the evening we're going to take a quick break hey listeners if you've been listening to our recent episodes you've been hearing about the epic sci-fi book series shadowed stars by author stephen Couts. We're so excited to have Steven as a partner of Real Talk A Movie Podcast because Shadowed Stars incorporates all the aspects of storytelling that most of us movie fans love. As the movie buddy always says, he likes when the story transports the audience to a different world, and that's exactly what Steven is doing with the book series. Shadowed Stars is an epic science fiction series, but as we learned on our recent interview series episode with Steven, he likes to incorporate other genres into his books, such as romance, horror, action, and even westerns, which I love that approach. Now, I do want to caution that Shadowed Stars is for a mature audience, so I don't recommend tucking the kids into bed while reading chapters from the book. It being for a mature audience is another aspect that I think is very unique, as we normally don't get that with other sci-fi epics. Stephen has eight numbered books planned in the series, the odd-numbered books will focus on one line of characters. The even-numbered books will focus on another line of characters with some cameos mixed in. This helps to keep the stories fresh and the character arcs forming over the entire series. Listeners, I can't encourage you enough to check out Shadowed Stars. Book 1 is available now, and so is Book 2, Shadowed Stars, The Reign of the Black Guard. Stephen is hopeful that Book 3 will be available by the end of 2021. Now, where can you purchase these books? Book 1 and 2, again, available now. Head over to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, iTunes, you name it. For more information on Shadowed Stars and author Stephen Couts, visit ShadowedStarsBooks.com. All right. Well, we've got two more reviews to go, and I will hop in here, and I'll give you my second review of the evening. And I'm going to be talking to you about Don't Breathe 2. Now, I did not prepare anything for this particular uh, movie because if you remember the Conjuring 3 review that I did, I'm almost as angry with this movie. So, <laughs> so I'll just... <laughs> 
give you just a a brief little description here and then we'll we'll move on. But I actually watched Don't Breathe the next day after watching Don't Breathe 2 because I was like, did did I miss something? I loved this world in the first one that they created, this story. And so I watched it again and I'm like, nope. Don't Breathe is a fantastic movie. Like, I love it. It was one of my favorite uh, movies of the year. I had a great theatrical experience. One of those packed houses where uh, everybody actually paid attention to the movie and were just really into it. It was just a really just a fun time. And the movie holds up like it is. It is a really good movie. I love Don't Breathe. And so when I heard that Fidi Alvarez after Don't Breathe, had an idea for a sequel for what he wanted to do. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, just direct it, man. Just please direct it like you did the first one. He decided not to. Started to get a little bit worried. The trailer came out. I was like, I don't, I don't, they didn't really spoil a bunch in the trailer. Thank goodness. But it just, something felt off with it. And so I go see the movie. At the beginning of it, it starts out. I'm like, okay, this is, this is pretty cool. There's like a little bit of a kidnapping plot going on. I was like, I like this. It started to feel a little bit like the first one. And then it just falls off a cliff. And just the most far-fetched, ridiculous crap happens. And we're, we're, we're to a point with movies where we're going to put, like, little girls in situations where they've got to, like, stab people and kill people and cut people's hands off and and all this. And there's this awful, horrible plot where... There's got to be this heart that comes out of somebody and it's supposed to be sewn into somebody else. And then the doctor like has to do it while the person is still going to be alive. Just all this just stupid crap. I'm just really, really disappointed. I think it's I just thought the movie was utter trash, to be honest. And uh, I just want our audience to avoid it. I don't want our audience supporting films uh, like this. And I'm very sorry if you go out and, and enjoy it. That That's great. That's your personal taste. But uh, as a film critic, I just want to steer people clear of this and go see movies like Free Guy and The Green Knight. Yeah, that's it. So, guys, have you seen Don't Breathe? Do you want to go check it out? No. Wes, I haven't seen it. Uh, and honestly, after watching the trailer, it I didn't want to see it. I was like, man, this does not look good at all. So everything you're saying... I think tracks with kind of the the vibe I was getting from from the trailer and just I don't know just something about the trailer that did not leave me like wanting to see it and I'm like you just kind of reinforce everything that the trailer kind of gave me that vibe uh, so good to know that it's as bad as I expecting and now I'm glad because I I would have you know if I didn't have anything to do and I was bored or something I probably would go see it because I liked the first one and I was like oh well, you never know. But now that you tell me that, I'm definitely not going to check it out. Well, after the after the movie, me me and my my buddy Zach, the saw expert, everybody's buddy here, the saw saw expert. There was uh, some girls that were over by their car, and we were relatively close. And I thought they were in Don't Breathe because it wasn't a it wasn't a big crowd. And I just said, Hey, do y'all do y'all mind if I ask you a question? I said, I'm on a podcast. I'm just curious. I said, What did y'all think about that movie? And they're like, well, you know, it, it was okay. And then one girl goes, that was some devil shit. <laughs> I started cracking up. I was like, right? Like, it's just it's just demented. And I just, I don't like that they put, like, this child actress, like, in this, just this, just 
trashy, creepy world that was just unrealistic. It's just it was not realistic at all. And I just I just didn't like that. It just didn't feel it just didn't feel good. It's not like a a fun movie like Halloween four where you've got, uh, you know, Daniel Harris trying to get away from her uncle, the boogeyman Halloween like it. That movie had like a, a fun feel to it. This one does not. It it just anyway, I'll uh, I'll shut up now because um, I don't want a negative vibe around because I think we've got a, a big one here with Gabe. So any more thoughts on Don't Breathe before we let Gabe wrap up the episode? I think you should have left it at what that lady said. This is some devil shit. And that should have been your <laughs> review. Uh, yeah, I cracked up. She was hilarious. All right, Gabe, That I think we're right on track here. Why don't you uh, wrap this episode up? What'd you bring for us? All right, so we made you wait to the end, guys. This is what you're all here for. I know it's what you're all here for. And I've had a lot of questions about this film. And I'm glad that I waited to do the episode because I let it sink in a little bit. Because the thing is, I love Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. I love James Gunn. I was pumped about this movie. I, I Maybe the most excited I've been about a movie in a long time. So that could play into this. Sometimes when I get too excited, some stuff lets me down. But it didn't fully let me down. So let me give my review. First, let me read the plot. The government sends the most dangerous supervillains in the world, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, King Shark, Harley Quinn, to a remote, and they're leaving out Weasel, to a remote em- enemy-infused island of Cordo Martis. The army high-tech weapons they track through the dangerous jungle on a search-and-destroy mission with only Colonel Rick Flag on the ground to make them behave. So that's plot enough to tell you this is just, this is controlled chaos, basically. Um... So here's my take on the film. Same as I feel about The Big Lebowski. There are three laughs that are the hardest I've laughed in a movie in a long time. The whole Weasel's plot arc in the first 15 minutes literally made me cry and fall off my couch. There are two to three (laughs) other scenes that made me cry. It's the second major battle scene. And there's another scene that made me laugh so hard I was crying. That's a good thing, James Gunn, and that's what James Gunn can do, and I was so happy I saw it for that purpose. However, I I think James Gunn is the kind of director that does need to be on a little bit of a leash because I think this one went a little bit off the deep end on the second half. It was almost like the movie of two halves. Like I found the villain as a kind of unbelievable villain, and it was, I feel like James Gunn was like, I got to throw this in here. He was like, I can do whatever I want. I feel like James Gunn actually does need a little bit of a leash, you know, because like the first half I was cracking up at and the second half I was like, "Eh, I don't know if I like it as much. So to answer people's questions, it's a great blockbuster. I love several of the characters. I love King Shark in this movie. He's hilarious. And as a shark guy, I love a shark that can walk around and just eat people. And, and <laughs> it's just fantastical. This could How be a did shark I know movie. that was going to be your favorite this could be a, character? <laughs> this could be a shark movie. And he is by far my favorite character in the entire movie. Next to Weasel. Um, sorry. Um, second favorite character. I'm going to leave it with this. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. To give you some frame of reference, Guardians of the Galaxy has a 9 out of 10 for me. As far as funniness, I would give it like the same as eh, just right under like an 8.5 out of 10. But there's moments I laughed harder at this movie than I did that. Um, So it's a good blockbuster. Everybody should watch it. But don't you know, I don't think it's like a like anything that reinvented the wheel. 
Yeah, Gabe. I think honestly, you did a great job. You know, re- you know, kind of surmising everything about Suicide Squad. Same with you. You know, I love James Gunn. Love the two Guardians of the Galaxy movies, and I, you know, I was looking forward to this movie. And it's not that it let me down. It's just that it's kind yeah. of like a mixed feeling. It's not as good as I was hoping. But honestly, and and honestly, Gabe, you hit it right on the head because that's exactly what I was going to say. The more I thought about it, I was like, actually, I'm not surprised that's exactly what I thought about it because it made me feel the same way as James Gunn's movie Sliver. I think it's Sliver or Slither, whatever you call it. That movie from like mid 2000s. I know exactly what you're talking about. That horror comedy with like, when James Gunn is totally unleashed, his (laughs) movies are half good and half like half what is this <laughs> yes. like, disgusting and like the the humor is too we all much that together yeah we did and we had the same feeling it's like yes. it's kind of but i kind of hate it also and i think that's what suicide squad is this one it's like there's a lot of good stuff there's a lot of hilarious stuff like good comedy i love idris elba i love the peacemaker there's funny stuff in it but then there's stuff that's like what is happening the middle sequence i think the middle part is really is not very good pretty boring i don't know if i don't really like harley quinn i'll just be honest i'm just putting that out there i'm not a huge fan um See, i, like I didn't like get past anything, that but then like it got too gross once again james gunn got too gross at the end so i think gabe you you were exactly right James Gunn needs a leash. Uh, a leash. He needs Kevin Feige and Marvel <laughs> to pull him back. Because Kevin, this is what I read, and I think this makes perfect sense. James Gunn talked about this. He said at Marvel, Kevin Feige gives notes on everything. Very involved with the script, the production. Kevin Feige has his touch on every Marvel movie. He's in it. Whereas DC, he said, they said he could have any character he wanted. It, do anything you want. They're not going to give you any notes, anything. And he like, just run free. And that's what you get when you give, let James Gunn just run totally free. Some good stuff and some just like, what the hell? But at the same token, T-Man, I hope we don't lose James Gunn because I really do love, there's nothing like his humor out there. And I really do love it. So I hope we don't, I hope we figure out somebody to back. put him on a leash. He'll do another Guardians, and uh, he'll keep making movies. James Gunn's not going anywhere, which is good. Like you said, I like James Gunn a lot, too. Well, surprise, surprise, audience. I actually saw this movie, too. The guy that doesn't even get involved (laughs) in superhero stuff or whatever. But I was like, hey, for the audience, let me let me just let me watch this. I did it for you. Gabe watched Fast 9, so you. you... (laughs) But here's the thing. It was a solid one-time watch. Yes, I have something positive to say tonight. Uh, James Gunn, this is this is the way I viewed it. I've seen Guardians. I like Guardians of the Galaxy. I think he just came over to DC with his Guardians of the Galaxy formula. He made the material rated R, and he simply just applied it to the suit to su- the Suicide Squad. Is there anything wrong with that? No. Guardians films were a hit. They were funny. People liked them, but. I just felt like I've seen this before. It's just because you change the digital characters and the names around, it doesn't mean that you're giving us something fresh. And I did see a lot of, oh, this movie is great. This is a fantastic. This is a masterpiece. Saw all of those words uh, that people were calling about it. And I'm just like, no. I like it's it's good. It's it's entertaining. It provided a good couple hour entertainment. And I was like, all right, I'm I'm done. 
again, it was Guardians is better. I think if you're going to sit down and you've got the two movies, it's like, hey, why would I watch the Suicide Squad when I can watch Guardians of the Galaxy? It's like, well, if you just like a little bit more dick and fart jokes, well, then I guess maybe you go over to the Suicide Squad. But anyway, I'm going to come in at a (laughs) 6.5 out of 10, 6.5. That's pretty good, especially coming from me. But yeah, it's just it's a rated R Guardians and Guardians is superior. So that's all I got to say. Is this the first time we've all agreed exactly on a film ever? Might be. Uh, it yeah. might be. It really might be. Let James, only James Gunn can do that, guys. James Let him. Get one step too far. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I agree, Wes. That you make a good point about that. It really is Guardians, but just rated R. He even yeah. does like the the Motley crew comes together, and then they are a family by the end. You know, it's right. that type of film. Did you guys um, feel like it was like two movies, like though? Family. Like. Like, the first half, it was hitting on all cylinders. I was cracking up. I was like, okay, I see what people are saying. And then the second half, I was like, eee. I didn't I, like the villain, the big the big yeah, kaiju I with an eye. I did yeah. not like that. I don't know. I kind of liked the finale. I thought the finale was kind of fun. Actually, I think yeah, it was I right. think the yeah. whole thing was pretty bad. Yeah. The, like, it opens great. The opening scene is great. I agree, Gabe. The weasel, hilarious. Yeah, and that was great. The, the, all that stuff is good. And even the, the like... There's still some good stuff leading up, but then the whole middle, Harley Quinn's romance and all of it, like I said, not a big Harley Quinn fan. Um, The whole middle was pretty bad, I thought. And then the ending kind of saves it to make it uh, at least enjoyable. And if it can do that where you're walking out, it's like, okay, that was fine. Like you said, Wes, it's a fine one-time watch. You know what? I This actually does make me think, though, because I agree with you, Wes. Like, I did read some critics, and they're like, an amazing, you know, just over the top. It's got like mm-hmm. a ninety-something percent of Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know if that means like, do is just this just because this is all the movies we're getting now. Is our taste in movies just not as good because we don't even know what a really good movie is anymore? Because yeah, this is all hundred percent agree. Because this is now like I can't believe anybody would say this is like really good. Right. No, that's exactly where we're at. I mean, no, I I'll, love blockbusters. Like, I, I think that I don't know. Uh, go ahead, Wes. Sorry. Oh, no, no. I'm just I was just agreeing with T-Man in the fact I think we're just oversaturated with like bad. It's like almost every yeah. new film that I go and see. They're just not good. And then when you have something like this, that's wow. like it's pretty good. You know, it's pretty good. Then people are just like, oh, my gosh, I actually saw a pretty good movie. And then they just go overboard yeah. with it. So yeah. that's exactly why I want to go see the Green Knight, is because yeah, it's like really good movie. That's my favorite movie yeah. of the year so far. So that's why I want to see it. I'm like, okay, yeah. I got hope for like a like actually sit down and see I'm a like new movie. To see if it's really good. Yeah, and it's not about exactly, and it's not about blockbusters. It's about you know you can make good blockbusters. Here's the problem where we're in. This is the the, the problem we're in right now. Hollywood is that's all they've decided to make. Like it'd be one thing to make. Some blockbusters and some mid-tier movies and some. No, they've just decided. Well, you know what? <laughs> Let's just make all t- all blockbusters all the time. <laughs> Whoa, okay, that's an interesting um, uh, theory to go off of. We'll see if that works. I don't think it's working. All right, guys. Is there anything else? We brought the audience five new films that they can check out. Most of which they can still see in theaters. Anything else before we go? Yeah, I'll put in another quick little review. Um, I like to sneak these in the very end. Another one I saw last weekend is Stillwater. That's another 
good drama. If you want another drama, there's another good one with Matt Damon. Independent film, smaller film. It's kind of like Amanda Knox ripoff where he goes to France. And it's kind of like a cultural exchange. It's kind of a strange movie, honestly. It's by the guy that did Spotlight. Uh, but I say it's it's good. It's not great, but it is good. Matt Damon gives a really good performance. I will say that. He's great as like an Oklahoma roughneck fish out of water in France. So if you want another one that's like totally different than anything you're seeing out there, you just you literally, it is a drama drama, even more so than The Green Knight. It's literally just people talking. So if you want something like that, go check out Stillwater also. If T-Man's going to cheat, I'm going to cheat. If you want if you want to go ride Jungle Cruise at Disney World, it's a good ride. <laughs> what it's is this game? You've done. You've already happened. done it. Hold on. If it's a good ride. It's not the best ride, but it's good. And that's what Jungle Cruise the movie is. The Rock and Emily Blunt have some real chemistry. I give it a 6 out of 10. Sneak in a Jungle Cruise review? Yeah, I did. <laughs> you snuck in one, I snuck in one. Yeah, I'm not going to sneak in one. Wes, all right, Tom, you sneak in one, too. <laughs> I, I haven't, I saw the, uh, I, I saw the Malice at the Palace uh, documentary on Netflix. Uh, if you guys like uh, sports documentaries, check it out. I don't have a rating for it. I didn't even know I was doing this, but. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I like sneaking in these mini reviews at the very end. We'll start doing this at the beginning, too. Yeah. All right. Well, audience, you actually wound up with seven uh, reviews tonight <laughs> with the two bonus, which I actually liked both of those. So, but uh, audience, uh, we hope you enjoyed our quick little review episodes. Again, we'll be bringing these to you pretty frequently here. Uh, as always, a big thing you can help us do to grow our show, subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform. Anytime we release a new episode, it's there for you. Where you're headed to work, you're at the gym, or you know, if you just want to hit the play button and just leave it on the couch and walk off, that's cool too. Please leave us a rating or review on that platform as well. You can follow us on sh- social media. We're at Twitter at real underscore cast. That's R E E L. We're on Facebook, which is really our favorite social media platform. Come over, come join us on our Facebook group, Real Talk a Movie Podcast page. We have Instagram as well. Ran by friend of the show, Ren Burnett. You can find that at Official Real Talk Podcast. We recently created a Patreon account. If you go to Patreon and search Real Talk Movie Podcast, you'll find us there. And for us, that's a wrap.